Tigers did not do maybe as well as some people thought, but maybe finished better than some people predicted. Certainly went out on a high with the uh, celebration with Miggy saying farewell and a really perfect weekend, uh, farewell weekend, a couple of wins to end the season. AJ Hints, the manager, and now the oldest guy in the front office (laughs) by a lot (laughs) uh, is on the Mitch Album program with us. Hi, AJ. Hey, easy with the by a lot. Uh, that I'm well, the oldest guy it's by like, a lot. It's like 13, 14 years. You're already older than your boss is there. Oh, boy. Yeah, no, that's true. I, um, I, yeah, I'm older than a couple, but the a lot kind of hurt. I'm not okay, sorry. I'm not even 50 yet. All right, by a bit. Older by All a right, bit. That's, okay, that's better. That's okay. better. So what, what are you – let me start by asking you your, your overall feeling about the year. There were – there were some high moments, uh, you know, and certainly the ending was 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 sweet. But, you know, you still finished under 500, didn't make a postseason. I know you had higher hopes when the season began. What's your overall take now that it's over? Yeah, so I, I those are always hard. It's a hard question because I, as a manager, um, you know, I never want to consider a season under 500 or non-playoff. I mean, that, we want that to be our standard. We're not there yet. Um, I know this fan base deserves October baseball. Like, I have a little pit in my stomach watching Tampa and Texas and Toronto and Minnesota. And I I love the playoffs, and I want our fans to experience that again. It's been a long time. So I, uh, But at the same time, I'm really proud of our group. We had a lot of growth. We had a lot of maturing to do. We we didn't do everything right, but we finished with a very good month in front of a huge fan turnout at Comerica, you know, for Miggy weekend, the last homestand and throughout the summer. So I, I'm optimistic as to where we're going. I'm, you know, but satisfied, of course, like I'm, I'm like every other sports person, like I want to win. And I think, you know, we're getting closer to that and, and the way we played at the end is representative of the hope that we have. And, and now we got to go prove it for a longer season and, yeah. and see what if, or if when, we can, what, we can finish. What, what or when caused the air to come out of the tires, you know, too much to overcome in the latter part? Well, of the 9 season. and 19 in June was uh, miserable. We lost nine straight, I think, in that month. And, and that was hard for us to recover. We lost Riley and Eduardo at the same time. Um, and that we didn't overcome that very well. I mean, we didn't, we didn't audible enough to, to be able to get out of that rut. We lost, you know, some close games in Philly. We lost some close games at home and we just, you know, at the end of the day, like the, the, the teams that weather the storm, the best are often teams that kind of escape it. And we didn't. And so I think that it's nobody's fault. It's everybody wants to point blame. And it, it was it this, was it that, I think the, that, that type of month in a season, you know, I, I don't know enough about everybody's month-to-month records, but those are hard months to overcome in a long season. And then as we scratch and claw our way back, we, you know, I, again, getting the second place mattered to this team. You know, it, I don't know long-term that we want to brag about a below 500 second-place team, but I, um, we've got to cling on to something to keep, keep you know, the train moving in the right direction. Yeah. And we are going in the right direction. Well, you know, consider that, if you had played in several other different divisions, you would have had a miserable, you know, July and August and September. You would have been out of it uh, you, mathematically. And yet because you were in the division, you were you were playing for a playoff spot really until, you know, early September, uh, which for a young team, anyhow, I would imagine you were able to spin into, look, we still have reason to be, 
you know, going for it here as opposed to yeah. we're, we're, we're 17 games out of first place on, on uh, yeah. September 1st. Yeah, so different, let me give you a different perspective. If you put a uniform on and get in the dugout and you have a reason to play. So I don't, I don't agree with, like, the mathematics being the only reason to play. I totally get where you're coming from. But I, the minute that our players give me that vibe, I would lose my mind because we put too much time and energy into, into trying to be better each day and to trying to, to mature a Spencer Torkelson who went from a lot of questions to a lot of less questions, a Riley Green who we've got to find a way to keep healthy to a Reese Olsen from a, what, a six ERA in AAA to being one of our bona fide starters down the stretch. And we really wanted him to pitch every day. Eduardo having a good year. Like we, we cannot allow ourselves to sink into the mathematics part. So I, that I will, I will always have as a, as a tone in our, in our clubhouse. We were eliminated with nine games left mathematically. And I had a, I had a meeting with our group. And then there are new challenges, and we needed to finish in front of Cleveland. We did that. We beat them two out of three. We needed to finish strong um, in front of fans that were coming out in, in huge numbers in the last weekend with Miguel Cabrera's you know, send-off. And we did. We won two out of three. So, I, I, again, small victories, yes. Do I like moral victories? No. I like, I like playoff teams. But we, we're going to cap, you know, capture that, that vibe going into the offseason, build off of that. We've got a lot of good young talent coming. Um, and we got to find a way to win more games. And that's what the next four plus months are for before we circle the wagons again in, in Lakeland. Uh, Miguel Cabrera, for many people, was the recognizable face of the Tigers. And according to comments I've seen you've made and others, a big leader in the clubhouse, particularly with younger guys, um, not just with hitters, but just in, in, in general. He's not going to be there anymore. The first time in, in many, many years that, that Miggy has not, is not going to be in uh, spring training and not going to be in the clubhouse. Who is most likely on the roster that you see to become kind of the new face of the Tigers, to become the new voice in the clubhouse? Yeah, I'm not sure. I think that has to evolve, you know, kind of over time. I, I think – well, first off, Miguel's going to be around. Let's not let's not forget we're going to have him as a special assistant. He's going to be hopefully at some point in spring training pop in, and he's just going to have a much easier schedule and probably doesn't have to be on the line to stretch at eight thirty or nine o'clock whenever we <laughs> we were getting out on the field. That his influence is going to be felt in the next wave, not as an active player, but in, in the organization. The you know as far as who you know, it's hard to I don't really want to say a name at all that's going to follow the name Miguel Cabrera because that's 21 years 3,000 hits 500 homers one of three people to do things in the in the game first ballot right well I'm not suggesting anyone can follow him performance wise but every team has a has a center every team every even the even the worst performing teams in baseball still have a guy in the clubhouse who's kind of the the voice of it and the you know who who the other guys turn to for leadership etc just wondering who are if you don't want to name one, are there a handful of candidates yeah. that you think might step up? Yeah, I think I think our young players that emerge as middle of the order bats are a good start. Um, you know, Riley and Torque and Carp and um, I love Matt Veerling and how he prepares and what he does. I love Jake Rogers' emergence as a as a real threat behind the plate and in, in managing the pitching staff. I mean, the day Tarek Skubal pitches is the day Tarek Skubal's that guy because he he can really set a tone. And be a bona fide top of the rotation type guy. So I, I don't know who amongst that group. And it's not always the best player or the most famous or the highest paid. I think the collection of guys are gonna. And we need to talk about leadership and 
and find ways to develop these guys into into being those examples. But as I I sit right now, I'm in my office at Comerica and I'm watching, you know, Tampa and and Texas. I don't know who those players are on their team. Like mm-hmm. they have to build that on their own. And I could have a guess, like, oh, it's got to be Seager. Like maybe not. Maybe it's Semyon. Maybe it's Garcia. Maybe it's Heim. Maybe it's somebody that we don't even mention. So I. I'm I'm very sensitive to letting the, the the group of players determine who they idolize and 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 put up at the top and and really has a strong voice in in the mentorship side right. of things. I just wonder how you manipulated that ball that Cleveland hit them with Miguel <laughs> at the last. How did you get them to hit that ball <laughs> yeah, over there? Perfect, and perfect for his one time out in the field for the day. I just I know you had something to do with it. Hey, always managing. You know, you're always <laughs> managing towards an outcome. So I. Man, I couldn't have ended any better. No, like that is, that I can't great. even imagine. Like <laughs> my favorite part, I two. Well, I mean, so many favorite parts. A couple of my favorite parts of that game. Number one is having his kids announce him uh, his first at bat and having him look around, almost like he's looking for the kids. He's soaking up the cheers. <laughs> his first at bat of the last day of his career, and um, I thought that was cool. The second one is we surprised him by making him take the field on his own. And he didn't know until he touched first base. He was so excited to get out there, and he raced out of the out of the out of the uh, dugout. <laughs> I had three coaches assigned to like grabbing players, like don't let guys run out, like don't <laughs> let players run out. And then Miggy gets the first and turns around, and that kind of innocent, like, come on, you guys come out here. And the crowd responds, like, I think we're that was now. that was really cool. Yeah. yeah. So I, it's funny. We we I'll tell you a funny story is you know for the last month or so. I have heard virtually everything imaginable behind the dugout yelling at me about Miguel Cabrera. And it could be, hey, put him in the game. Hey, where's Miggy? Hey, can you get Miggy's bat? Hey, I mean, everything you can imagine. So on Sunday, he had to walk, and he's going to first base, and I think everybody anticipated a curtain call. And I hadn't told many people that he was going to go to first. And 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 he gets, you know, doubled up or double play ball and he's running off the field. And I got this guy behind the dugout yelling that I'm an idiot and I missed the moment and I ruined his career. And then he runs out of the dugout and that same guy is like, thank you so much, AJ. What a great call. Like, like, if that's not managing one one whatever the yeah, really is what I believe. That's called it managing. Managing yeah. expectations 101, <laughs> which right. is harder yeah. to do than anything. Well, I know there's a lot of going to be a lot of excitement. And uh, somebody mentioned uh, who we were talking to. Troy Weaver yesterday was on our show. And uh, he was talking about how the Lions, you know, resurgence and what they're doing has kind of sparked the Pistons into feeling like, okay, now it's our turn to sort of, you know, we've been down for a while and we're going to do this. And, and uh, you know, I, I believe the Red Wings are sort of the same thing. And when you guys come back, um, hopefully if the Lions have had that kind of a season, you know, there'll be that kind of feeling in town like, all right, we've we've our sports scenes have been down for a while, uh, but we're a great yep. sports town and we've we've all remember years when they were up. Now let's get the up cycle going. So next year could be very exciting. You got a lot of good good young talent and I'm glad you're gonna be back. I do suggest you listen to as much rap music as is humanly possible so you can understand your bosses and where they're coming from. That would help. You know what you know what's awesome for our players is and again I, I know you have a, a wide ranging fan base and, and that our group getting to play in that environment this weekend was so awesome because I think everybody's told them, right? You have Verlander comes back to town and he talks about it and Miggy talks about it and we've had different players, Granderson and 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 Tori and guys that have that have filtered through the clubhouse over the last couple of years have told our young players 
about what this city's like when when the team earns the the fans to come out, right. and then to come out and see it, and 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 they're on every pitch, and guys get you know Torque gets a base hit, and and the buzz in the crowd, and in Comerica is alive. I love the feeling of us of us getting to the end of the season with that kind of environment and, and shows like listen, put in the work, put in the get the, we got to get this team right because this city and this fan base is is incredibly supportive and we need to we need to reward them with the right team and, and we're getting closer and closer and I know everybody's impatient. I'm impatient. I don't like losing. Um, and you know obviously we're, we're building this to, to, to be sustainable. Well, hopefully a year from now uh, we'll be talking to you, but it'll be about how, who you're going to pitch for your uh, opening playoff game. So That'd be awesome. That'd, that'd be, be awesome. Fun. AJ, always appreciate talking to you. Thanks for spending a little you time got it. with us. You got it. Hey, we'll see you. AJ Hinch from the Tigers at 760 WJR.